Welcome back to The Outright Effect, a podcast in which unique perspectives challenge us to be better versions of ourselves. We're two ambitious women who talk about how we like to stretch our creativity and work on self-growth to become better people. I'm Tempsey. And I'm Shelly. And today we have a special guest with us. Her name is Jessica Leong, and she is the owner, designer, and all of the things for Twiggy. Twiggy is about creating designs that you love to tote around and make you smile. She is also an avid local moco lover, which I love local mocos too. So I think we're going to be really good friends, Jessica. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> Welcome, Jessica. Thank Happy you. to have you. Oh, thank you. Hi, Shelly. Hi, Tomsi. All right. So let's get right into it. Can you tell us a little bit about your business and name and what it's all about? Yeah, of course. With Twiggy, I get to fully express my love for bags. Um, and I get to connect with a bunch of my, my fellow bag ladies out there. <laughs> Twiggy is about designing designs that um, people can connect with and that they love to carry around. And it just, you know, I hope that when they use the tote, it just brings a little bit more joy and more happiness to their day makes you know maybe brings a little more pep into their stuff and you know I think that I started out with bags because I especially personally just love canvas tote bags like pers- like that is like my number one kind of bag and I think I I was thinking about it why I love that particular bag so much uh, I feel like you can kind of just throw everything into a tote bag like mm-hmm. all your mess and your <laughs> of your life and it just kind of like it organizes it for you or like it just keeps all your it keeps all your mess together you know <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> yeah so I hope that you know um at Tiggy, you know we can help we can help organize all the mess in your life too and, <laughs> and it just like helps just bring you with you know I hope the designs just bring everyone a little more joy too that's so funny because um that I feel like as you were saying that that's what I feel like I do with my tote bags I just like dump everything in there it's got everything I need and then some right like you're going somewhere and you're like oh I need to bring like a light sweater and then you bought something you're like oh let me just shove that in there too like there's so much space in here and I think I think they're just like so multifunctional and amazing but also easy to pack away yeah, for sure. And it's just like a, it's a catch-all for your life, basically, <laughs> I think. It's, it's funny because I love tote bags when traveling, especially because it's like those last minute items <laughs> that you can just throw in and make sure you have. Mm-hmm. Or if you like buy something last minute before you leave to come back home. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Omiyage. <laughs> so what inspired you to start a business? So... While growing up, my dad always tried getting me to start many businesses here and there. And I thought, honestly, like, I, I always told him, like, why, dad? Like, why can't I just enjoy this new hobby that I'm doing? But I think he knew that I wasn't meant to maybe have a boss <laughs> eventually. <laughs> yeah, I think he knew I wasn't great at following authority, my poor parents. <laughs> so, yeah, I think he just found that I would like being my own boss. I had a another business originally called Leaflet, which was like jewelry and stationery. But I knew that if I wanted to eventually have a business that, you know, I could live off of, I knew that it w- wouldn't be sustainable. So I had to think of a different thing. I always loved bags, but that was kind of when I started to 
buy a lot more bags because um, <laughs> I had like my own job and everything. So Twiggy kind of, you know, of course started with that. I mean, I do love to create, but it was also, Twiggy was also a means to hopefully eventually become self-employed. And yeah, that's kind of what um, inspired it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there are so many times where people start businesses based off of something that they're super interested in, right? Oh, yeah. So I I can definitely see the connection there. And I mean, you've even taken it one step further with not only bags, but you're making like organizational tools, right? Like a little, I don't know what you call it, but it's like a small kind of, you know, container, canvas bag. Organizers. Uh Yeah, the organizers. And you also make like lunch totes and other things as well. So you've definitely gone beyond just the tote bag that you were so in love with. Yeah, (laughs) it's like we need all the bags at Twiggy. (laughs) Yeah, every type, all shapes and sizes. Yeah, yes, bring it on. (laughs) It's really cool that your dad kind of encouraged you and was receptive enough to know that, you know, you probably would be better off doing your own thing. I mean, I know my parents probably weren't as <laughs> open. Yeah, mine yeah. too. <laughs> and Tamsi and I have talked about this in previous episodes where like, especially for me, like, I don't know about you. It sounds, it sounds similar for both of us, but I know like for certain, my parents were like, work at a large company, make sure it's stable. Like you're not doing anything else. Like it basically is kind of what it was. Like they weren't telling me what I needed to do, but it was like, then the thought of, working for myself never came up like it was almost like that that never that's not an actual option which is interesting but I mean I th- I say it's interesting because my one of my grandfathers <laughs> owned his own business hello but <laughs> but yeah um yeah Tempsey we've talked about this before like I think I think that's really cool you know that your dad like knows you so well and was open enough to offer that option for you right like hey like you know you should also think about this that's that's something people do right so I I think that's great yeah for sure absolutely Mm -hmm. and so how did your business evolve from like where you started out you know on day one to where you are now because things seem to be going really well for you oh I am so thankful for how Twiggy is going you know I Originally, I thought that it was kind of developing slowly, but then in a way, it was kind of quick because I got a lot of support very early on. And I'm really thankful to like local boutiques and stores who picked up Twiggy, you know, for wholesale the first mm-hmm. year. And, you know, I continue to get um, wholesale accounts here and there. We're not like in a lot of stores, but we have a very loyal customer base like um I know you guys know Valia Camille at Valia mm-hmm. um, she supports us so much and like the people at Foodland they're so they're so great and our business took be involved evolved by many sleepless nights lots of anxiety lots of therapy lots of mistakes and you know how they say you know blood sweat and tears like literally <laughs> all of it <laughs> it's been it's been quite a journey uh, we started in 2015 I can't believe it's been like six years already and it's been a lot of work <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's definitely a lot of work, but I'm so thankful. It's really, I think we have like a beautiful support local community here in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And also like just the people who, uh, the locals who even move to the mainland, they still really love to support small businesses in Hawaii. So mm-hmm. really, I attribute all of our success to all the people who have a passion for supporting local. Yep, yeah, I'm, I'm in that group. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> she certainly is. She's introducing her uh, mainland friends to all of the local Hawaii goods um, that oh, that uh -huh. uh, she can get. I like it's so funny. Tempsi, you just made a reel unboxing things you're picking out for people for Christmas, and it's like all local stuff. So that's yeah. cool. I try. I really do. <laughs> oh, oh, that's great. Yeah, word of mouth is just like the best advertising and marketing. I and there's a big local community here too. So it actually really helps to have folks who are from Hawaii living here. There's like a tight community here. And then just still supporting folks who are still in Hawaii too. So it's kind of nice. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So how did you get started, Jessica? And what like what was the first step that you took? Obviously, it was a big one. You probably did a lot of thought and planning around it. Uh, maybe maybe what you say here will help me one day. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, at first for Twiggy, it was kind of a, I didn't know it was going to be such a big undertaking. Um, I really had no idea what I was doing. Um, you know, I was researching on like how much things would cost, like, you know, like blank bags and where I would, you know, get it printed. Um, I wanted to get it printed locally for sure. Quality control and just, um, I really wanted to support like another local business. So I had to do like the research to you know, finds that local printer. I contacted mm -hmm. many. <laughs> actually, but actually, there's not actually that many in Hawaii. But I, you know, I had mm -hmm. to, you know, contact a bunch and see if, you know, people would even like respond to me in like a timely manner. Because I think that's important, you know, for future um, correspondences. And, you know, I thought I would spend like a X amount of money, but actually ended up spending like five times more. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was pretty crazy. And then I also had to learn, like I had all these designs in my head, and then I had to like figure out the kind of designs that I wanted to create. And I wanted to create something different. But then I also knew that I had to figure out how to graphic design, which was probably one of the hardest learning curves of Twiggy in the beginning. So I should have learned Adobe Illustrator, but my dad, my dad um, was had the Photoshop program from before mm -hmm. when you didn't have to um, pay monthly for it, so it mm -hmm. was free. So I ended up just learning through Photoshop, and I was basically I basically had to it was just trial and error, and I had to self teach myself. I mean, I had to ask my dad. I was like, oh, how do you do that again? Oh, how do you do the color again? <laughs> so, um, so he kind of taught me and I kind of just thought, self-taught myself too. Definitely. I mean, it, anytime we're getting into something new, it's always a learning curve, right? And like, hey, good for you that you taught yourself how to use Photoshop. I have tried to teach myself how to use Photoshop. I took a class. It's still kind of difficult. So I mean, oh, you, yeah. you've, you've made leaps and bounds beyond me for sure. And, you know, I mean, if you're able to teach yourself Photoshop, maybe one of these days, you can also learn Illustrator. Um, oh, I mean, okay. obviously, that's totally our choice. But yeah. I mean, you can do it. You've proved it to yourself that it's possible. Yeah, I I do. I have downloaded Illustrator and I have reluctantly, I have designed several things on it. <laughs> so, whew, it it's, it's a whole nother beast. <laughs> mm -hmm. Whole nother beast, but I will get it one day. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you get prepared to make the move from a steady job to doing Twiggy full time? Because you know, we're in a, a gig economy right now. And a lot of folks I feel like are figuring out that they can make a living off of their passions. And, but 
a lot of those folks come from steady eight to five, nine to five jobs, the corporate world, whatever you want to call it. And making that jump can be very scary depending on your personality type, right? <laughs> yeah, so sure. how did you prepare to make the move? So I had to talk to my husband. Well, was he my fiance boyfriend? When we first started the journey. Yeah, when when we first started to eat, we were still like dating and stuff. But, you know, when we got married um, a year after I started Twiggy, you know, we did have to, that's when we kind of started talking about, or I mean, he knew, he knew that eventually I'd want to, you know, be self-employed. And so, you know, we started talking early and kind of um, sat down and talked about like what our goals are financially and like what we want to accomplish. So we kind of started off with like a five-year plan from the time that we got married, like, you know, what do you want to do? So we wanted to um, have a wedding, then we wanted to like kind of, you know, buy a place um, and possibly have a child before um, I actually quit my job. And so we had like this five-year plan, you know, before I turn 30, we'll, you know, make the jump to becoming like self-employed. And But a couple, like a year later, we're like, okay, I don't think this is happening. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm not very happy with my current job, as great as it was, you know, Twiggy is like taking over my life and you know it's hard to do a full-time job and also have a business which is kind of also like a full-time job on the side you know trying to grow it with such limited time so our five-year plan turned into like a two-year plan <laughs> and then we ended up accelerating it and we ended up we we're like okay yeah I know if we have a kid not that it's not possible but for us it was like if we have a kid before I quit my job and become self-employed I don't think I could quit because I love financial stability (laughs) I love benefits I love um, health insurance (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, but we were very fortunate that my husband Kekua got a federal job so he has pretty good benefits so um, Mm -hmm. that kind of allowed me to be able to relieve some of the pressure to um, become self-employed and you know I really had to work on myself too on the anxiety so I had to definitely go through a lot of therapy and like you know she my therapist really like encouraged me to live out my passion we had to really talk out a lot about just that it is the right time and you know if you're not gonna do it now when are you gonna do it you know (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so. Totally. The interesting thing that came to my mind when you're talking about how your five-year plan turned into your two-year plan uh-huh. is I can totally see where like, okay, you know, it starts off like, okay, I've got a five-year plan. Like, this is how it's going to go. Right. And then you're like, wait, but I know I'm going to do that other thing. And I really want to do it like right now. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's kind of what happens. Right. So then it like accelerates your growth, which sometimes might be that push that you needed in the beginning, right. To like Definitely. get it started. It's like, you get that taste of the thing and then you're like, ooh, no, no, now, now it's now, and it's not five yeah. years from now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think it's just you know, for anyone who's like thinking about going full time or making like a big life change, you know, I think, I think you'll just know, you know, you'll have that urge. You'll you'll just know when it's time. It's like either <laughs> you just you know you just need to do it. You know, you just need to like put yourself out there and do it. Yeah, I, I believe you know you'll know yourself when it's time to make the big change for sure. <laughs> 
So we talked about some of the internal and external barriers that you've experienced. Was there anything else or, um, you know, if there wasn't, how did you overcome, um, you know, feeling good about making that transition? I know you mentioned like, you know, feeling really stable, but what was that point in which you're like, yep, now's the time I'm going to cut the cord and jump to Twiggy full time? Yeah, well, you know, cost of living in Hawaii is uh, very very depressing <laughs> but um yeah it's I, I think I had to let go of the financial stability for sure you know I had to tell myself that you know you're not going to be making like you know my regular income you know regular nine to five job income um, in the first couple of years or I don't know the first three years of being self-employed and I had to just kind of like let that go and I had to just you know, kind of do the math, which I don't really like to do. But, <laughs> you know, to see like, you know, could we actually like survive on, you know, okay, clause income only, or, you know, if I just bring in how much do I have to bring in in order for us to, you know, be able to live how we live, you know, and, you know, we mm -hmm. don't really go out a lot, you know, we, we have to kind of cut back in certain places, like, you know, we mm -hmm. don't really travel that much, well, especially this last year, I mean, no one traveled, but, um, <laughs> you know, yeah, so definitely had to let go of financial security, like we did, we do have a little bit of a nest egg, which helps a lot, but it was also just like, having to, just having to do it, you know, despite being uncomfortable because you know about a nine-to-five job you know you can always go back to one too that's what I have to mm -hmm. keep reminding myself that's true know? yeah yeah when, I, when I'm hearing is kind of like setting the right expectations for yourself with the move right so I think sometimes maybe a barrier for people out there might be like okay I got a full-time job I'm making like x amount of money and then it's like the fear of having that decrease by any amount Right. And so yeah. it's kind of like, okay, well, knowing that there's a ramp up period when, when you're starting something new, you still got to get your name out there. You have to make contacts, like all that kind of stuff before it then, you know, kind of evolves or takes a turn and starts to speed up a bit. Um, and then also kind of realizing that there, there are maybe sacrifices to also make like the traveling or like eating out a lot or buying a lot of stuff or whatever, you know, sometimes in the beginning, it's like, everything will go into the business until things start picking up. And I think I've definitely seen, heard stories, a podcast, whatever the case might be, where, you know, people, as long as they're working hard on it, you know, you get through it, right? You can work through that. Mm -hmm. um, but when you've been financially secure for so long, it's one thing to be thinking to yourself, okay, I can do it. I got this. I can do it. Right. And then once you're in that uncomfortable space, it's like, oh man, the stress can kind of take over and realizing or thinking to yourself, I knew this was coming. I knew this was going to happen. We'll get through this. It's that internal monologue that you have to mm -hmm. kind of keep in check. Right. Because no matter what, there's ebbs and flows to business period. Right. And so just making sure that you remind yourself, I knew I was going to be uncomfortable <laughs> in this position. This is the uncomfortable part. We will get through this type of thing. Is that something that you've, that internal voice in your mind and, and kind of working through that? Oh my goodness. You just sound just like my therapist. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly what she tells me <laughs> almost every single session. Yeah. You have to go back to the, you know, why, 
why I started Twiggy, why I'm doing what I'm doing. And yeah, wow, I feel like I just had a session right there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's funny you say that because I'm kind of going through that right now. My husband and I moved to Las Vegas. He quit his job. We're living on one income and, you know, we're fine. Like, like you, we have a nest egg, but you get comfortable with a certain amount of nest egg plus your additional savings that you're like, For sure. uh-huh. you know? And so I had this conversation in my own brain today of like, this is how it is, Tempsey. Like when you're adjusting to a new life, because my husband is trying to work on a business for our family, you have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable in the financial space. And that mm-hmm. we haven't been in that, that place in over 10 years of, of needing to be more financially conscious. Not that we were like going crazy and spending a bunch of money. Party. We, yeah. We're not those kind of people, right. In general, but we never really had to worry too much about that. Not never, but like at least the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. And so now that we're having to do that again, it's like, oh man, like I thought I passed that part in my life, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's so funny because I noticed that like more people who are like, okay with going through that, they're young, you know, it's like they, they didn't get to the point of having like a full-time job yet. It's like straight out of college. I'm going to start my own business. And you're already like, Oh, whatever. You know, it's like, you're used to the sort of like uncertainty. Like maybe you were only working 10 hours a week for a while or something like that while you're going to school. And so I was thinking to myself, wow, you know, I I wish I did something earlier before I got used to like settled into having a job somewhere and got a paycheck. (laughs) That's a great point, Shelly. It's so true. But we will (laughs) also say that if you had started earlier, you wouldn't have the experience you have now. Oh yeah, for sure. That you can apply to your future. But yeah, super interesting. And (laughs) I'm glad you, I'm glad I'm not the only one having those thoughts. (laughs) You're not alone. alone. (laughs) So what positive things came out of last year that is helping you now? Yeah, you know, despite everything that happened last year, like it was such a roller coaster, especially for small businesses, you know, because the year before in 2019, 75 to 80 percent of our sales came from in-person events so I didn't really push online sales too much but we had to very quickly pivot and pivot again and strategize and re-strategize again <laughs> last year because we didn't know you know what was happening and like what would get canceled you know in-person events and stuff so I definitely had to ramp up my online sales on my website and I had to figure out how to connect with my customers virtually since I couldn't really connect with them in person and so as I mentioned I had to strategize and re-strategize a lot and I was very I don't really normally say this but I was really proud of myself with all the strategies that I, I came up with like the new ones and the new marketing plan it worked last year you know most mm. of them like it worked and it you know me and my my husband, you know, he helped me a lot. Uh, we got through, <laughs> mm-hmm. we got through all the ups and downs, and you know, I'm just like so proud of our small business community because a lot of them also had to pivot, you know, just like how Twiggy had to, and it was no easy task, <laughs> of, you know, having to navigate everything that happened last year, um, all the closures, the shutdown, and the reopenings, and the shutdowns again. So. 
I feel like it gave me a lot of confidence that, you know, that we were capable or I was capable. And then mm-hmm. all of our small business, fellow small business leaders, like, you know, we're capable of being able to be flexible. You know, like, I don't really like change like that, like, you know, sudden change. <laughs> like that, that was a little too much for comfort. But, you know, we still made it work because we had to you know, and I'm just so proud of everyone. And just like, even if you don't have a business, like I'm proud of everyone for getting through last year and this year, you know, all the crazy. Yeah. That's so amazing. I mean, you got to be proud of yourself, man. Like Mm -hmm. it's been rough. And so anybody who has thankfully been able to make it out the other side and even thrive through, through what's been going on, Everybody. Good on you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hugely proud of yourself for that. Yeah. It's a wonderful and beautiful thing. (laughs) And especially when you're working with a community of people who are kind of in the same boat, like they're doing different things, but it's in the same general like area of what, what you are doing and being able to come together and support one another, maybe, you know, if that's what was going on and the community thriving throughout, that's really amazing. Yeah. You know, it's a, I feel like Hawaii has a very unique community because I feel like maybe we were all on like life preservers last year, but (laughs) we're still throwing out life preservers to everyone else though. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. like we kind of still all supported each other and yeah, it was just still a beautiful thing that it wasn't like we were only looking out for ourselves. We were still like, you know, there was, I think I felt like there was a big movement to support locals during Christmas last year for, for just, you know, like the general public. Mm-hmm. But I also saw a lot of small businesses like supporting, I, you know, I tried to buy all my Christmas gifts local as much as I mm-hmm. could. And, you know, I felt like other businesses were doing that and not only buying local from fellow local businesses but also like posting and marketing promoting yeah yeah promoting yeah so it was still it was still a really like wonderful thing you know um, camaraderie camaraderie Mm -hmm. yes yeah that's a good word (laughs) (laughs) well you've talked a lot about a lot of different changes that's been going on in the last year and a half but you've also had a personal change with adding <laughs> a new addition to your family so what has that been like for you with running your business oh my goodness so I already had like mad deep respect for um, <laughs> mothers who have their small businesses and now I can like sympathize and empathize with them you know honestly like oh it has been a struggle I I knew it would be hard so I never really took like maternity leave like we're currently um for four months postpartum and oh gosh Declan my son is just the love of my life he is amazing but he does not allow me to work during the day (laughs) we found out so you know of course like I'm with him all day because you know it's Childcare is so expensive. I'm like, kind of mm-hmm. like hinting at my parents. They're not really at retirement age, but I'm like, you know, early retirement, you know, just take a baby <laughs> once or twice a week would be like wonderful because, you know, I have such like, I don't know if I could ever like let anyone else, like a stranger, take care of my baby, you know? Mm-hmm. And honestly, when it comes down to it, I don't know if I would want to be away from him for that long you know like I I feel like it's such a privilege and an honor to be able to be self-employed where I can spend all this time with my son and you know watching him be the primary care for him you know I 
yeah I love it like honestly like I wouldn't really want to send him full time to a child <laughs> to a you know a person to take care of them all day so yeah it's been interesting I don't really want to turn into one of those people who have to like you know work late into the night and you know after the baby's sleeping and it's hard to like work when the baby like takes their long nap. I want to take my long nap too, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, um, I do fear that you know Tsugi is like kind of falling behind, or I don't know. It's like kind of some days I'm like, how how will Twiggy last if I don't ha- have time to work on Twiggy? <laughs> and still a little sometimes like burnt out. You know, I don't really have the same motivation. You know, I'm hoping the motivation comes back. I hope that it's just because I'm four or five months postpartum that, you know, I'm just tired right now. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> it'll, it'll be interesting how it kind of plays out in the next year, for sure. I mean, I think it just takes time. I, I felt the same way after having, you know, my kid that I got burnout really fast because my life was all about my career previous to having, having a child. And it was, it was tough, but I think it's all a process and you just have to trust the process to, and of course you have to challenge yourself and, and do a lot of reflecting to, to figure out how you prioritize all of the important aspects of your life. And it just, you know, don't worry, <laughs> you'll get yeah. there. Thank I don't you. think, yeah. I don't think you'll have any trouble getting to where you need to be. It's just going to take you some time. And you seem like a really reflective person and somebody who really thinks about things in order to make your life better. So, you know, you'll have no problem figuring it out. I, I'm sure it seems hard now, but as somebody who has recently been there, <laughs> I think you'll do just fine. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yes, well, and I, your- I'm sorry I can't offer any parenting advice. I I only had to deal with like two months of housebreaking and that, you know, that's all I did. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I don't know about the whole like when they say work-life balance. I don't think that. I don't think that particular thing exists in the world. (laughs) It's funny that you say that because we're going to be having an episode coming out about work-life balance or whatever the heck you call it. There's so Uh many different names that are coming out now to describe however it is that you mesh those things together. (laughs) Oh, I'm looking forward to that episode. (laughs) (laughs) I think you'll find it interesting. But yeah, I think it's hard for everybody to kind of figure out how they focus their time on the important aspects of life. So I don't think you're alone in that. So what what challenges are you currently facing with your business? Oh, definitely wondering if like events are going to happen again for the They're coming up on like November and December, which is like the holiday craft fair season, even though craft fairs are all year long. But this is like a very like vital time for small businesses because we do make most of our, or I do, I make most of our sales in November and December so like before I gave birth in April like we were signing up for Made in Hawaii that is supposed to happen in November and a bunch of them were going to be on for you know October November December and I was like oh you know we feel pretty good I was talking to my other small business friends and we felt like oh this year is gonna be (laughs) different you know we're getting back to quote-unquote normal and then you know this new wave in the pandemic has hit and then now it's kind of like we're back to last year 
where, you know, some of our events already got canceled, like they're not even gonna put out the applications. So this year, I feel like we have to make plan A and plan B. Plan A would be like online sales and in-person events if they do happen. And then plan B is like all online sales. I feel like we're back to like the re-strategy, you know, strategizing and like the re-strategizing again for the holiday season. And then this time we just need to like make plan A through Z and just be ready, you know, contingency yeah. plans. So that's mm-hmm. definitely been challenging. And then just like knowing it's right to have two for the holidays because of all the events getting canceled or may not be canceled and yeah it, it, it's been honestly it's been a little tough <laughs> to navigate also on like barely any sleep to being um, four to five months postpartum it's <sighs> yeah it's been a challenge <laughs> lots of things so um of things. you know one one thing that I really I really like that you have on your website is the plant lover organizer although I can't say that I'm very good with plants I'm like I saw that the other day on your site. I'm actually looking at it right now. Um, and I was like, I, I want that one. I'm getting a new like shelving thing. And I'm like, yeah, I, I need that to hold all my things together for sure. Well, I guess That's I cute. know what I'm getting you for Christmas then. Oh, okay. I won't buy it. Oh. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will be having a couple sales throughout the, throughout the year for holidays anyway. <laughs> Uh, yeah, funny. you know, the plant lover design. I was never really like a plant enthusiast before, but I know you mentioned before, Shelly, that you kind of became a plant lover during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And my husband and I, too, uh, we're actually like trying to get <laughs> pregnant for a couple of We're just like not obsessed about becoming pregnant. We totally went full on in like the plant <laughs> loving. <laughs> <laughs> and we bought like I don't know over like 50 plants to like line our oh my gosh and I was like oh I just like crazy and like taking care of them and then once I got pregnant I was like eh, okay <laughs> <laughs> redirect my energy yeah but I still appreciate those that's why I wanted to like that's why I came out with the with the plant lover design mm, <laughs> that's too funny you know you know it's really sad so I did get some plants during the pandemic you know I was working from home I was at home most of the time like for sure and then we started to like go back to the office and my plants started dying because I couldn't water them oh my gosh yeah our plants like since we had Declan our plants are so brown right now <laughs> So we need to, uh, yeah, our, our neighbors are probably like, oh, look at them. Look at them. <laughs> we have to look at every day. Hopefully we'll get some rain soon and then you won't have to worry about it. I know. Yeah, gotta oh, love the <laughs> so what would you say keeps you motivated to continue working on Twiggy? Gosh, when I think about this question, it always comes up. I don't want to go back to a traditional nine to five job. You know, <laughs> that's probably like one of the biggest motivators. I am really enjoying this time in my life right now, being my own boss and being able to provide my family while doing something that I love. And also, I mean, you know, once my son Declan grows up, I don't know if I'll still be doing tweet. Like, I don't know. I'm not sure, you know, what will be happening with and honestly, if I find like my dream job and that it's a nine to five with, you know, cozy benefits, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm totally for that. You know, I, working. <laughs> you know, I feel it was something that I truly loved, but I want mm-hmm. to be able to 
show my son that you're scared like it's definitely something worth doing or you know, I don't want him to live life too scared to do anything I want to be an example for him yeah you know whether or not this yeah lasts, that's great because really the pandemic who knows what small business is right now but you know I'm going to really fight hard for having your small business and you know I want him to take the chance you know I want him to be able to see that you know my mom did it so you know I can do it too so that's what yeah I, really I, th- I think him. that's it's like a very encouraging thing right like I think it teaches people I mean, no matter what age that, you know, people can push through, they can work hard at things, they can get to where they want to go, they can do things that they enjoy. And that, you know, there are other options than like, I don't know, being at a job you don't like, right? And like Mm -hmm. suffering through that every single day, but also with other things, like just trying something new out, whether it be like sports, or I don't know, anything, building something, making something, playing music, whatever it might be, I think, you know, it all comes from just kind of seeing other people doing it, do it themselves and have that courage to try. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I think that's great. All right. So is there anything exciting coming up for your business that you wanted to share with our listeners? Yeah, so we're gonna have some new products for the holidays, a cooler bag, and then um, I don't know if you guys seen our new market tote that they have been selling pretty well. So I want to come out with a couple new designs, probably in the Suruyume design. And I have some new ways for um, older designs too that'll be coming out for, mm, um, for the, in the next That's fun. Yeah. Very exciting. A cooler bag too. Love those. Yeah, yeah. We have like our lunch totes, which is kind of like a, it, it's insulated, but mm-hmm. the, this cooler bag, I think it's more for keeping things cool inside. So wonderful. Yeah. Oh, nice. That's going to be great it. for the holidays. Yeah. I know. Good guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what would you say are your overall goals for the business? Maybe, maybe some long-term ones? Yeah. So I would love for Twiggy to get to a place where financially for our family like it'll be like a full like quote-unquote regular job income and then I would love to like maybe go more into like home goods and other products if I can ever really part with my with my deep deep love for bags (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so I'm trying to um research and like price out some other things so hopefully within the next year you know um, I would really love to like get a stationary line going and other things like that oh it's so like meant to like actually like recording that I'm saying this out loud but maybe it's good it'll motivate me (laughs) (laughs) within the next year so um yeah you can hold me to that too funny well you're talking to two stationary lovers here so (laughs) we're all about it yeah that might just hold you to it okay yes please do (laughs) (laughs) anything else you wanted to add for our listeners any tips or tricks or advice about business starting a business whatever it is that you think they might benefit from yeah, for sure. You know, one of the quotes that I've come across that have has been like super motivating for me and like what I stick to that all for less than what life is offering you. You were put on this planet for a reason and you know, you're you're gifted with your particular passion and what you love. So, you know, if you really want it, chase your dream and maybe also redefine your definition of success. Um, I had to do that too. You know, it's not, you're not shooting for perfection. I think maybe shoot for just trying and doing it. And if um, 
you don't just believe in yourself and you know it's hard but you'll know if it's worth it or not when you're working through those sleepless nights or you know when you're like super tired uh, from your day job but you know you're trying to work hard for your side gig or whatever you'll know and you'll, you'll be like pleasantly surprised of the you know what you'll pull out of yourself I think all the grit that you'll you'll um, yeah. accumulate and yeah everything that you'll accomplish and you know be proud of yourself too even if it seems like it's a small thing be proud of the steps that you're taking to accomplish your goal that's perfect that's amazing mm-hmm Okay, so we're going into Tempsey's favorite uh, part, <laughs> having guests on, which is rapid fire questions. So I'm going to let her ask you because she loves this. Love rapid fire. <laughs> <laughs> Where is your favorite place to travel or what does your dream vacation look like? I haven't really traveled a lot, but my dream vacation right now, I would love to go to like a, like a cabin in the woods that's really safe. <laughs> No mm-hmm. paranoid about getting killed in the woods. But anyway, with like a, <laughs> a, like a cabin with like a glass ceiling under like Aurora Borealis, you know, just somewhere where like the pandemic doesn't really exist. Oh, <laughs> yeah. like somewhere to just like sleep, you know, like I haven't done that a lot. So I just like want to, yeah, <laughs> just somewhere peaceful without a lot of noise, not a lot of people where I can just like cuddle up with a book and just relax, you know, and not think about things. Yeah, that's, that's cool. That's like my I, dream vacation right now. Yeah, I feel like Aurora Borealis type trips, that's kind of like bucket list trip for me. I don't like cold right. places. So oh, that's oh why God, I'm calling it a bucket list trip. But <laughs> <laughs> so that's cool. I I would say do it. You should do it sometime. Yeah, that would be sure. neat. For sure. <laughs> then you can give me recommendations after. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That sounds wonderful. All right. Have you ever tried a subscription service, either meals, snacks, pet beauty, fashion, any any subscription services? I have not personally, but actually I've been a part, like Twiggy has been a part of subscription boxes. Like it was like one of the first years of Twiggy. It was like kind of weird. It's called Singles. That's Live. cool. Yeah, for independent women, but it's actually run mm. by a by a male. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, our original one of our original designs, um, your gem pouch was in their boxes. So yeah, that was pretty cool to be a part of. I don't know if I got any business from it, but it was kind of cool to have. Um, no, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So how do you practice self care? Gosh, self care nowadays is honestly like Saturday. Like I have my husband be the main parent for <laughs> my son, <laughs> and I just kind of sleep in between pump sessions. Um, and I, you know, I just kind of take time to relax since during the week I I have to kind of be on mom duty all week. So yeah, sleep. <laughs> no, that's important, and I think all moms should yeah. do that. Like, take some time to yourself, even if it's for just the morning <laughs> of the weekend. You know, like. Just a little bit of time to re reset, rejuvenate. Yeah. And it really makes it really does wonders to just have an hour to take a nap here and there. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. All right. Well, that wraps up all of our questions. We want to thank you so much for being an amazing guest on the Outright Effect. We want to turn this time over to you now to tell our listeners where they can find you and if you have anything exciting coming up. Yeah, for sure. So you can shop all of our products at our website, hellotwiggy.com. 
We also have a list of stockists too on our website if you want to shop in person. Um, and you can also subscribe to our email newsletter for um, early access to our sales. And also um, sometimes we do freebies for our subscribers to thank them. And you can also follow us on Instagram uh, at Twiggy Hawaii. Uh, we also do some giveaways on there too. This upcoming week, we have a fundraiser that we'll be doing in honor of Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Our goal is to raise $1,000 for the Make Lemonade Project, which is a local nonprofit who grants financial aid to hardworking um, cancer patients. So we'll have a bunch of um, combo sets up for grabs and 100% of the sales is going to be donated to a Make Lemonade Project. So super excited about that. So wow, really what an impactful thing. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, um, it's kind, kind of like a good um, deal for them to, you know, especially with Christmas coming up, you know, maybe they can buy some Christmas gifts and stuff. And, and I, I should have mentioned before, this is in honor of uh, Breast Cancer Awareness <laughs> October. Mm. So yeah, there'll, there'll be a lot mm. of like pink, pink themes items that like, go along with the theme of breast cancer awareness. So yeah, super excited, super excited about that coming up. Cool. That's so wonderful. That's so awesome, awesome that you're doing such a great thing for the community for the lemonade projects oh yeah i love i love the organization i love what they're doing yeah Mm -hmm. super excited (laughs) thank you so much jessica for coming on and being a guest here on the outright effect we really really appreciate your time and we really appreciate that you're able to share your story with us and our listeners Thanks everyone for listening to this episode. You can find us at theoutrightaffect.com. Follow us on our social media accounts on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, all at The Outright Effect. You can also reach out by emailing us at theoutrighteffect at gmail.com. See you guys next time. Bye. Bye.